<clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and you can thank me because you can turn off whatever crap you were watching before because you are now watching a primetime sports podcast. We are on episode number five. I can now count the number of episodes we have on this channel on all five of my fingers here. On one hand, I, I know I have 10 fingers, but um, yeah, overall, let's get into it. Right off the bat, we're going to jump into the NFL top 10 team rankings list. Um, you know, a few a few teams had a bye week this week. Um, that it's it doesn't really change much, to be honest. If we're being if we're being completely real here, um, I got a top five. I got a top five whiteouts in the NFL list. We got a highlight of the week, uh, fantasy wire. Yeah, it's a new new addition on the channel. I'm gonna give you some fantasy football advice. Yeah, you probably need it too. You probably need it. Um, and last but not least, we got a. NBA, I'm going to go on a just complete NBA tangent on the Lakers, um, team's philosophies, etc. Um, yeah, I'm going to break them down mentally, just something light, you know. But let's jump into the show, shall we? Um, you know, we had, we, had, we had some okay football over the weekend. Um, wasn't my favorite, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but number 10, you know, storming back into my top 10 teams list, we have the Raiders. Um, after John Gruden resigned, um, I thought this team was screwed. I was like, oh God, this team is going back into mediocrity for the next 20 years again. Like they always have been, but you know, they're doing all right. Derek Carr is playing pretty decent. Uh, he has a plethora of weapons. He's, he threw to 10 different targets in their win against the Eagles. Um, their defense looks completely mids. Uh, so we can, you know, we don't have to talk about that. That's why they're number 10. That's not why they're anywhere near the top five. But hey, two straight wins, they earn a spot back in my top 10. Also, they have a great running back handcuff now. Uh, I think Kenyon Drake proved that he he, I mean, he can be a starting back on most teams. And Josh Jacobs, and I mean, it's Josh Jacobs, um, arguably a top 10 running back in the league. So yeah, they have multiple weapons on the run and pass. And I think they can do all right, you know, if they keep, keep up what they're doing, keep staying motivated. Um, yeah, they're doing all right. Um, number nine, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Yeah. They're going to drop. <laughs> Tell you what, they're going to drop after getting blown out by shit Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, they have great, I'm not, okay. I'm not going to go off on a tangent on them. We know they have talent. Um, I thought, you know, for a second, they were about to take the best team in the AFC spot in my opinion, but they didn't. Um, they have a good defensive talent. Uh, they have a great defensive scheme. It just lacks consistently. When you have a lot of, they have a lot of shoot players on their defense. Like Marcus Peters, Ball Hawk can get burned, but he can make great plays. Um, their secondary is completely like that. They're going to get burned one week, and then the next week they'll shut a team out. Um, you know, Cincinnati, they be, they've just become an elite offense, but Baltimore needs to combat that, and they didn't with either of their offense or defense. So, yeah, they're going to drop four spots. Um, when you're in the top five, you got to, you have a weight on your shoulder. Now, if it was close, I would have said something different. If it was a close loss, they probably would have dropped a spot, maybe. Um, but number eight right ahead of them is the Bengals. Uh, moving up two spots after beating the, the Ravens team, they would be higher. And, I mean, they look like an offensive powerhouse um, if they were a little more consistent. All in all, their defense is improving. Joe Burrow is finding that rhythm. Um, I think Joe Burrow is just in, 
getting better week by week. I think we're seeing that. And they have a trusty running back in Joe Mixon, and Jamar Chase has solidified himself as an elite receiver. Uh, yeah, they have weapons all over their offense, and their defense is all right, um, but they have consistently been putting up points for the last four to five weeks now, and they look uh, like a playoff undercard, I think. They could do something in the AFC. The AFC is looking kind of weak right now. Um, speaking, I mean, speaking of the AFC, I got four AFC teams in a row here on the top 10 list. I got Tennessee at number seven. Uh, yeah, move up. They're moving up a spot after completely embarrassing the chiefs, but it's beating down the chiefs really even a flex at this point. Let's be real here. Um, yeah, the chiefs suck. They suck right now. They, they put up three points with Patrick Mahomes and crew. I, uh, no hurt to Tennessee. They're playing great football. Um, the elite defensive play against arguably the best offense we've ever seen until, I don't know, Mahomes decided to get drunk every game or I don't know what happened. But A.J. Brown had a wonderful game. Derrick Henry carried his weight. Great win for the Titans. They look dominant. Uh, number six, I got Green Bay, you know, moving up a spot. Aaron Rodgers can't look more elite right now. Uh, they're handling teams well. Um but I, I need to see them compete against really good teams. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm excited for this Thursday. They play Arizona, um, Green Bay six and one, Arizona's seven and zero. Uh, their defense controlled the pace against Washington. We'll see if they can do that against a good team like Arizona. That's going to be a great game. It'll change a lot. If Green Bay beats them, it'll change a lot. In my rankings too. Uh, number five, I got Tampa Bay, you know, after beating down my bears, which I am, uh, very enthused about, as you can tell, um, they are in a spot up on my list. I really don't care. Um, yeah, Tampa, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? All I can do right now is give Tom Brady the praise. I mean, he's completely dismantling teams right now. He's got weapons all over the board. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, Gronk, you know, the deal, the deal is we haven't seen them go against a good team since they played the Rams though. So otherwise they're dominating mediocre teams on both sides of the ball. But just like the Packers, they need to go against better teams. I think Tampa is a little above the Packers, though, right now offensively. That's the only difference. Number four is the Rams. <sighs> Dude, I was I was going to give a team an edge over one of these bye week teams if they performed well. Here's the deal. The Rams played too close of a game with the Lions. Um, most of the game, it was tight, neck and neck until the fourth quarter. Uh, they would be top three if they dominated, but they didn't. Otherwise... You know, they played elite offense and forced Jared Goff to throw two picks. They made plays on defense. But, um, yeah, Cooper Cup is nuts. Um, Stafford continuing to get comfortable with the offense. Again, a lot of potential with this team. They are dangerous. I think, yeah, they, man, they can they can go all the way if they, if they play or they're playing right now. But little, I mean, I think they overlook the Lions. I mean, it's kind of hard not to overlook an 0-7 team now. But. Um, yeah, they, they need, they need dominance. They need, I mean, yeah, they just need to dominate teams, especially a, a winless team like the Lions. Anyway, number three is Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, they had the bye week. They can sit pretty there. But here's the deal. No other team impressed me enough to move past them. They're the number one team in the AFC and no other team really, you know, got a, had an advantage on them. So I still have them at number three. Same with number two, Dallas. Dallas Cowboys, once again, I wasn't impressed by, I mean, I was impressed, uh, I don't know, I'm hard to impress. Other NFC offensive powerhouses didn't impress me enough. I still see Dallas as ahead offensively than mostly all the NFC teams besides, you know, number one, Arizona. 
The Arizona Cardinals um, defense is monstrous right now. The Zach Ertz trade seems to have paid off. Um, they had four receivers with uh, 50 yards plus and three different receiving targets for touchdowns for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is just dismantling teams at this point. They whooped on the Texans. That's the kind of dominance I'm looking for. I don't care if the, if the Texans suck. They still completely dismantled them. That's the kind of dismantling we need. And we didn't see it from the number four Rams, but we saw it from the Kings right now, the Cardinals. Uh, the run is intact. James Conner and Chase Edmonds, great handcuff duo. They have a great pass rush, a destructive offense, and an undefeated record. Arizona is far ahead of other teams right now, and I thought it was pretty close. You know, a lot of these teams can't make up their minds on what, whether they want to be elite or not, besides Dallas and Arizona, in my opinion, because these teams don't like to have destructive victories. Um, but hey, that's what's so great about the NFL. It just almost gives me an aneurysm every time I make this power rankings list. So, yeah, that's the list for the week. I think it's, you know, undisputed and not wrong at all. So if you have any disagreements, hit me in the comments, please. I'd love to hear your takes. I'd love to just dislike every one of them. But, um, yeah, so um, I was watching the Bengals-Ravens game, and, boy, was I impressed by Jamar Chase. And I said to myself – that's a top five receiver in the league. But wait, he's a rookie. He can't be top five. Or can he? He is top five. I made this top five wideouts list because I was just thinking about it uh, over the time that I was watching that. I mean, Jamar Chase put up over 200 yards and one of the most insane touchdowns by a receiver I've seen in a long time. So I decided to make the list. Here we, um, this is top five wide receivers in the NFL right now. Like, based on stats this season right now. And I kind of tipped the... Tip the tea can a little bit with talent. I think it's I think it's the list. I think this is the right list. Um, number five, I got Tyreek Hill. Instant game changer. He's top five in yards and top three in receptions. Um, with Mahomes struggling, he's still putting, you know, he can still put on a clinic. Um, he's obviously the fastest man in the NFL. There's no denying that. He's got great hands. Um, can beat anyone on a streak route. Um, but right now, yeah, stats-wise, top five in yards, top three in receptions. Um, Kansas City's not scoring a sh like a – crap ton like they normally are so he's sitting at three touchdowns right now but still putting up great numbers um speak of the devil uh jamar chase is at number four um he leads the league and catches 40 plus yards so he has um eight of those the next guy down is six um he solidified himself as a star already he's he gets the nfl he gets it i don't know what about it but he just completely understands the route running he understands, um, you know, how the players are tackling by sorts. I don't know. Um, he's got over 750 yards on the season, um, you know, second second in touchdowns. The man is putting on a touchdown every single game. And yeah, I know you can't argue with the stats here. So that's where the stats kind of come in it. But now talent overplaced. Number three, I got DeAndre Hopkins. He may not be number one in yards by any means, but man, does he get touchdowns. Um, this is where talent lies. Um, he'd be up there. I mean, he'd be easily top two um, with more yards and receptions. But Arizona has the best receiving core in the league. So you obviously got to hand it off to those guys as well, like Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, A.J. Green. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins has seven touchdowns. Um, stats are proving. We all know DeAndre Hopkins' talent. He's sitting there at number three for a reason. Uh, number two is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, Yes. Uh, averaging over 100 yards a game, leads the league in both yards and touchdowns. Great system guy, great route runner. 
He's a game changer, best slot receiver in the NFL. Cooper Cup is the man, but he's not better than number one, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the best route runner I have ever laid eyes on. Yeah, yes. I have not seen a better route runner in my 19 years than Devontae Adams. Now, I'll tell you what. Um, he's a guy who can take over games. He's got the best God-given talent in the NFL. Um, this is where talent takes the cake here, in my opinion. Um, he's Rogers' right-hand man. Devontae Adams, his stats aren't number one in any means by on any list, but come on. To be real here. So yeah, that's that's who I think is top five in the NFL for receivers. Um once again another list. Um I kind of think it's undisputed. I don't I don't think uh there's any differences that need to be made here. Um but yeah, it's based on right now this year. And I mixed in stats with talent. So if the stats I see overtake that talent. So what happens? That's why Cooper Cup's over DeAndre Hopkins right now because he's doubled his yards. But we know D Hop's a more talented receiver. Cooper Cup's just playing better. Sorry, that's how it is. Um, highlight of the week brought to you by Jamar Chase. Here it is. A lot of noise. Good blocking on the screws. Chase found the. Oh, there he goes. He had him in a blender, and he's off to the races. This will be six. What a play! 82 yards. Well, he just widened the gap on that seven game. Wow. Um, I've never seen a slant route broken out of so many tackles before. That Ridiculous. Um, he's insane. He's going to be a superstar for years to come. Next on the show, I got... The NFL Fantasy Wire. Now, I've already picked all these guys up, so everybody who's watching this who's in a fantasy league with me, screw you because um, I'm giving you advice for free and you should pay me. But here it is. Um, first on the list, Jerry Judy. And um, Yahoo, he's not on 60% of the league or the teams in any leagues right now. He's coming back off an injury. That's why most people dropped him. Um, Jerry Judy, speaking of route runners, one of the best route runners in the league. And he's going to catch... A lot of balls. He's supposed to be coming back this week. I see 15 to 20 points a game for this guy um, in weeks to come. Uh, two, Kenneth Gainwell, running back for the Eagles. Um, this guy, he's the backup for Miles Sanders, who's injured currently. And, yeah, um, Eagles like to run the RPO. They like to throw their running backs. This guy might get you double figures this week. So that's another one to look at. And number three, I got Khalif Raymond, wide receiver for the Lions. This guy is getting, if you're in a PPR league, this guy's getting catches. I'd look at him. His stats are improving every single game. The Lions really don't have much else to lean on besides this guy. Um, if you're in need of a receiver, Khalif uh, Raymond, trust me on that. Um, yeah, he, he's, incre he's improved every single game on PPR stats. So those are my three fantasy wires. You can take my advice. You can leave it. I really don't care, but they're all those guys are going to go off. And if you don't pick them up, they um, will make you sorry. And I won't be sorry. Anywho, let's get into some NBA. I don't have much on the table besides 
telling the Los Angeles Lakers that they absolutely suck. Now, it's not a secret, but I'm I'm saying that they suck so bad that they will not make the playoffs. Yeah, you heard that right. The Lakers will not make the playoffs if this continues. Now, if they trade half their players, they might have a chance, but this is why this is why their little scheme, everything that they've been that LeBron has dreamed of will not work. First of all, everyone's ball dominant. The only difference between LeBron and the other guys is LeBron dominates the ball so he can make plays. And when I say make plays, I don't mean drive to the hoop every single play like Westbrook. LeBron gets the ball to find or to make the best play. I think everyone knows that. If you deny it, you're wrong. Everyone on that team knows ball dominant. And the only good part about that is LeBron. LeBron's the only one playing at an elite level on that team. Um, we saw the little tickle fight between Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard. It was pathetic. This team's in shambles, um, and their bench is just absolutely terrible. Um, Rondo needs to be cut. Um, just Dwight Howard is just a drama-filled man. Uh, at this point, this team is not going to make the playoffs, and I'm being serious. I'm not like every single person I've came across – as when I ask them, hey, hey, who's winning? Who who do you think's taking the NBA, Larry O'Brien this year? Who's taking the trophy? I get, oh, it's definitely gonna be Lakers and Nets. <laughs> okay, and no, and it's been recent too. I'm not saying before the season because here's the deal. Here's here's okay. I'm gonna come clean here. I said the same thing. Now, nobody else is saying that they won't make the playoffs. I'm saying that they won't make the playoffs, and they won't. And that leads to my next point, that the super team little concept that everyone loves so much, it doesn't work anymore. When you see three superstars go to a team and you're a fan of that team, you might as well shoot yourself at that point. Because this team, the the Nets, I'm even going to, as far as to say the Nets, I don't think they're making the finals either. I really don't. They lost embarrass, embarrassingly, if that's a word, to the Bucks, And you want to know why? Because they play... They have good rotational basketball and defense. You don't have three superstars and then a bunch of scrubs coming off the bench and you expect to win like that. It worked when LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh teamed up because no one had ever seen it before and they had a solid bench. Now, it worked when Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Durant were on the same team because, please, the, every single one of them were in their primes at that point. That's a case where it works. But let's be, let's be real here. Over the last three years, we have not seen a – super team win the finals bucks not a super team lakers mm, weren't a super team they have lebron and ad i don't see a big three there they have two superstars worked out great and it was the covid year so there's an asterisk biggest asterisk in the world but um and third the raptors um yeah they the raptors aren't a super team by any means and they were facing a super team durant curry and thompson and once durant went out everyone when you lose a piece on your super team, there's no, ex I mean, I'm sorry, there's no excuses though. Um, yeah, that's kind of my rant. Um, I'd like to redo my finals prediction though. You can mark it on your calendar. Um, I have in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks going back to the finals. And I have the Golden State Warriors out of the West. It's team ball time. I sound like an old head when I say all this, but... These, this super team crap don't work. Um, 
It doesn't. I'm sorry. It literally, it's it's proven not to work at this point. The last three years have been teams who don't have good rotational basketball and a good bench, and yeah, it's it's it should become a dying art at this point. Uh, yeah, that's my NBA rant. Uh, that's gonna conclude the episode. It was kind of short, twenty minutes. Hey, I went on a tangent. I'm done now. I was 40 minutes the the other week, saving you some time so you can get back to whatever crap show you were watching before this. Anyway, I'm sorry for being. <laughs> I'm just try. I'm just. I'm just ringing your guys's bell. Come on, come on. I I love you guys. Hey, it's an ad free show. So if there were ads, this would be 30 minutes. But no ads here. I care about you guys. I care about your time. Anyway, that's gonna conclude the episode. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you guys next week on Wednesday. Peace.